0: In my opinion, as a preacher, you should never go out looking for a fight, but you should never avoid topics just because they might be controversial. In this episode, we're gonna talk about nine tips, nine kind of tactics, nine best practices for when you preach on controversial topics or when you have to preach on a controversial topic because maybe you're preaching through a book of the Bible and it's the next thing up, or maybe you hit it head on and you do a series addressing people's questions, or you do a series on the hot cultural topics of the day. However you approach it, as preachers, we have to deal with this. It's something that is increasingly more volatile, increasingly harder to do, and you name it. Sex, Race, gender, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. It's going to be controversial. So you're going to have to know how to deal with it from a biblical perspective. So here we go. Let's get into this. But before we do, I want to mention my name is Lane. This is episode 74 of the Preaching Donkey podcast. It's so awesome to have you joining me. If you haven't yet, go grab the 21-day the guide to Creating Killer Sermons. Go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. You can pick it up there for free. And it is a three-week, three-step a practical guide that will help you create and deliver a compelling message. So if you've been preaching for a long time, there's something in there for you, maybe a fresh tactic or a tip or trick that you had not thought about before or haven't practiced or done in a while. And if you're new to preaching, my gosh, what could be better? It's a it's a guide that is free for the taking. You might as well grab it so that you have it and you can use it in your repertoire of tools that you use for creating messages. We've been around since 2014. And back in 2014, I wrote this article, Nine Tips for Preaching on Controversial Topics, because at the time I had preached a lot. I just it just happened to be the case that all the really controversial topics hit me, they hit my desk. And in a in a six month period, I hit everything. I preached on all of it. And I learned some things about how to uh, approach things that are difficult, so I'm gonna try to share my wisdom. And we'll see if all these years later, these nine tips are still valid. I will edit anything that isn't um, still relevant, and I'll tell you that I'm doing it. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the screen, you can see what I'm reading. Here we go. As a preacher, you should never shy away from tough topics. If the Bible addresses an issue, you should too. I'm very I'm a huge believer in this. I think that it flexes the muscle of boldness in you as a preacher to go ahead and wade into an issue that you would rather maybe not because the Bible addresses it, you're going to addresses you're going to address it too. I think that's really good. I think it does something for you. And I think it flexes a muscle and prepares you for ch- other types of challenges within ministry. If the Bible addresses an issue, you should too. Uh, You wanna help your people have a holistic view of how biblical truth intersects with every aspect of their lives. This is important. The reason why you don't shy away from anything when you preach in terms of controversial topics is because those are incredible opportunities to demonstrate to people what it looks like to have a holistic worldview that's biblical. That's an important thing, because most people don't. Most people think that some of these issues are merely political, they're merely moral, they're merely um, just something that people have to decide, and they don't understand that there are biblical principles that inform these things, and you wanna help people know that. In the last couple years, I have preached on topics ranging, now this is back in 2014, so like I said, I had a period of time where I was preaching on what the Bible teaches about alcohol consumption, sex, sexual issues, marriage, financial giving, and everything in between all along the way, I learned a few things about how to approach these types of sermons and I would like to share with you here. So here are the nine tips for controversial preaching preaching on controversial top controversial topics. number one, avoid shock jocking. Some preachers use sensitive topics as an opportunity to use crass language and coarse humor. Their intent is to capture attention and foster interest in the topic, but this is unnecessary. If you are covering a sensitive topic, it probably engenders enough interest in itself. Depending on your listeners, you risk alienating people who may be offended and decide not to listen to you, or Uh, or the opposite. My suggestion is to avoid being offensive for the purpose of shocking people. So if you're being offensive just because you want that shock value, you want that sense of, oh my gosh, I can't believe he said that in a church, it can be more alienating than helpful. If you take a biblical approach to a sensitive cultural issue, it will be offensive on its own, (laughs) okay? Tell the truth, use a little humor to relieve the tension, where appropriate and where it makes sense, it can be a really helpful tool, but don't seek to capitalize on the opportunity for a moment of attention getting. Your objective is to inform, inspire, motivate, and change the way people think about important life issue. You don't want anything to compromise your effectiveness. This was something that, uh, shock-jocking was probably more common back when I wrote this, 10, you know, eight, 10 years ago, these days, I think most people avoid it because the culture is so much more sensitive today than we were 10 years ago. So if it was used as a tool back then to kind of relate to unbelievers that might be there, it doesn't anymore. People just don't, they don't want to be shocked. They don't want to be triggered. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. Uh, so avoid it. If, if it's not, if it doesn't contribute to what you're saying, um, I, w- I would avoid it altogether. Number two. Demonstrate that you are being thoroughly biblical. If you are giving your opinion because the Bible doesn't explicitly address something, then say that's what you're doing. So if you're talking about something that you can't point to the scripture and say, here's where this is coming from, let people know this is my opinion that is informed from a a biblical principle. Let people be very explicit that you're doing that. If that's not happening, right? Then point to the scripture and not your own ideas about the topic. So either let them know you're giving them your opinion or point to the scripture and show very clearly that your, uh, that your teaching comes from the scripture. This helps remove you from the equation and puts the focus on the text itself. When people take exception with your arguments, you should always be able to point to scripture as your source. If they disagree with you, then you need to be able to show them that their, their disagreement is actually with the text or at least your understanding of the text. And they may have a different understanding of the text, that's fine, they can, they can sort that out. But you have to at least be able to show that you didn't pull this out of thin air and it's not just an opinion that you have that you wanna pass off as biblical truth show, demonstrate that you are being thoroughly biblical. This is so important because without this, you run the risk of people just kind of deciding that your church and your teaching falls into this category or that category based on your preferences or those preferences, you don't want that. To the extent that you can help prevent that, do it. And one of the ways that you can prevent that is to show that you're being thoroughly biblical demonstrate it. Number three, understand the religious objections from within your church. Some topics have the potential of offending church people more than non-church people. I gave a sermon on what the Bible teaches about alcohol. I knew there were a lot of people in my church who held views about alcohol that were based in tradition and preference, but not actually in what scripture teaches about the subject. I addressed these biases up front and challenged them to be biblical, even if it confronts their traditions and preferences. So it's really, really important to understand not just objections from the world or the culture, But objections from within your church based on preferences, traditions, uh, like this is the way we've always done it, this is the way we've always viewed it, well, is it biblical? Uh, is Is there an important reason to hold that view other than just we've always done it this way? So understand that. Number four, share your material with others while you prepare. Before you preach on a controversial issue, make sure you seek counsel from others. I'm a firm believer in preparing sermons in a team, and I believe it's even more important when the subject matter is controversial. I wrote about the importance of gathering input before you preach in my book, creating, uh, uh, what is it called, <laughs> Preaching Killer Sermons. It was a number one best-selling book in its category on Amazon. You always have to say that, in its category on Amazon, because it was not on the New York Times bestseller list. Surprise, surprise. It wasn't on that. But it was number one in its category on Amazon, and it still sells every single week to this day, these many years later. So if you haven't picked it up yet, it's great. It's a great book. Um, But share your material with others before you preach. Why? Well, because the more controversial the topic, the better and wiser it is to have input from other people. Some some people that might be able to say, yeah, you know what, this is gonna be tough, but you have to say it. You need that kind of feedback, you need that kind of encouragement. Some people are gonna look at it and say, uh, yeah, that needs to be said, but maybe not in that way. Could you say it in this way? Those are really important conversations to have. Number five, be well informed from a cultural perspective. The more the hot topic, the more hot the topic, the more your listeners will have a vast understanding of it. You need to be on top of where the issue stands at the moment. If your data and conclusions are five years behind or even two years behind, it will make you look uninformed and harm your credibility as a speaker. If your goal is to get your listeners to view the issue from a biblical perspective, you need to demonstrate that you understand it from a cultural perspective. Speak into the culture with an understanding of the world in which your listeners live. This is really, really vital to understand. In the same way that you have to be aware and sensitive of the biases within your church, you also have to be aware and demonstrate your knowledge of the biases and the kind of agreed upon cultural facts about this issue. You have to at least show that you are well-informed, that you know what you're talking about, that you understand the world in which your listeners live that you are not straw manning an argument, you are steel manning an argument. Meaning that a straw man argument is you set up the weakest of your opponent's argument and then you burn it down. And everybody that's on your team goes, yes, look at that, you showed them. But it's a straw man, it wasn't wasn't hard to, to burn it down and it's not the best of their arguments. And it's probably a mischaracterization of their arguments, let's be honest. A steel man, what is that? Well, a steel man is when you set up the strongest of their argument and you show the best of what they have in the most honest way, and then you critique that argument so that you're actually working with their argument. And again, uh, that's an example. I don't mean to sound like you need to be com- combative in your messages and be like, I'll show you. That's not the intent. The intent is to be well informed from a cultural perspective so that people know that you've done your homework, that you care enough to actually have looked into the latest data, what they're saying, what people what people think about, what the, what, what, what is the kind of culturally agreed upon set of facts. And how do those culturally agreed upon set of facts correspond with and intersect with the teaching of the scripture? If you can show that you're well-informed from a cultural perspective, then you also show that you're being thoroughly biblical, you have a good chance of bringing those two things together and demonstrating that you've done your homework and you're not just shooting from the hip, you really are trying to make sense of this from an understanding perspective place doesn't mean you're going to make everybody happy (laughs) you won't people are still going to be mad people are still going to write emails people are still going to leave your church people are still going to try to cancel you but at least you did your part number six be confident in these situations you never want to be rattled or overly nervous if you hesitate and tiptoe around an issue it will put your people on edge and cause them to question how confidently you hold your position it will also make them think twice about adopting the views themselves this should matter to you if you want to change minds and influence hearts I wrote about how to be confident when you preach while avoiding a prideful attitude in this article that I'm referring to here, but it's also last week's podcast episode. I talked about how to be pride, not be prideful, not be fearful, but be confident in your messages. So go check that out, it's last week's episode. But confidence is so vital. If you are timid, if you are hesitant, if you are tentative, what it's going to do is it's going to signal to everybody that you don't really feel comfortable up there speaking about this. Maybe you haven't done your homework. Maybe you're overly concerned about the opinions of the people who might disagree with you. You're kind of, you know, dodging what you think might be the the tomatoes and oranges that they're going to throw at you. And I'm not trying to make light of this. It is hard for anyone who's ever done this. It's hard. It, it's so much easier to get up and preach about love, right? It's uh, easy to get up and preach about grace and forgiveness and th- it's hard to get up and preach about something that you know as soon as you open your mouth and give what you believe to be the biblical point of view on it. People are going to, fo- the, some people are going to think you're not as strong as you should be. Some people are going to think that you're a horrible, horrible, wretched bigot of a horrible person, which you don't want to, you don't want to be that, Right? You didn't sign up to be hated, right? So it's hard to be confident, but be confident. Do the homework, understand the issue, know it from a biblical perspective, understand the cultural arguments, and then be confident. Number seven, be humble. In your confidence, you never want to appear arrogant. Few people truly connect with a know-it-all preacher. Approach the topic with humility and respect for those who disagree. Preaching is supernatural work. God has to move in the hearts of your people for life change to occur. I was at a church not too long ago, big church, big, big, larger than life pastor. And he was preaching and he, he he delved into some controversial social issues. And he took a very kind of conservative staunch stance. And there was not a whole lot of humility in his presentation. And even though on that particular topic, I'm sure we agree on most of what he was saying, but the way he said it, was so, it came across so know-it-all, so arrogant, and so you better agree with me or you're an idiot. At least that was kind of the aura that it was off-putting to me, and it was just kind of one of those things where I thought, you know, I I guess I agree with this guy, but I wish I didn't, because he kind of comes across like a jerk, right? The truth is truth, but be humble, right? Be confident, but also be humble. If you want to know how to make those two things work, listen to last week's episode where we talk about pride, fear, how all that intersects in your sermons and how to be confident without being prideful. Number eight, consider providing a forum for questions and answers. These issues always bring more questions. You wanna show your listeners that you are not afraid of questions. You may not know the answer to every question people ask, but it's important to demonstrate that you care about what's on their minds as they wrestle, wrestle with these issues. So something to think about, you can take questions. Number nine, pray. This is the most important step. Pray while you prepare, pray before you preach, pray during if you can, like quietly to yourself or even out loud if you want pray afterwards get others to pray for you be well bathed well covered in prayer none of the above practices will do you much good without an effective active dependence on God through prayer that is the key because this is nerve-wracking preaching on tough topics is not fun i mean it can be if it's a if it's a topic that is not going to get you a lot of hate. It's just not something that people talk about much. That can sometimes be fun because it's different. But if it's one of these really hot button issues and you just know that no matter where you land on it, someone's gonna be upset. You're gonna offend half of the people or 80% of the people or whatever. That can be incredibly unnerving. So pray, pray through it. Make sure you're working with the other people on your team well and do the best you can put as much work into it as possible pray like crazy and then rely on the holy spirit be faithful be faithful to the calling that god has given you knowing that ultimately he's the one whose approval you're after paul said in galatians 1:10, he said am i now trying to win the approval of men or of god or am i still trying to please men or people If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. If I could add a bonus to this, a 10th thing to think about, it is that you and I are living for the approval of one, not the applause of many. So if addressing a topic is going to result in you being disapproved of by the many, but it leaves you approved of by the one who truly matters then you've done your job. And if you keep all these things in mind, you're not just shock jocking, you're not out there you know, prideful and arrogant and if you keep that in mind, you're well informed, you're showing that it's biblical, you're you're really really demonstrating that you understand the people who would oppose to what you believe the scripture says. You do all that and you pray through it. You can walk away from that and you can say, "You know what? Not everybody's gonna love me, that's okay. I'm living for the approval of the Lord. I'm his servant, not theirs. And I did the best I could with what God has equipped me to do. That's the goal. I love you, I appreciate the work that you do. I wanna give you that gift. Go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days, you can pick it up there. What you do matters and what you do is hard and it's sermons like this where that really shows. So if you're getting out there and you're preaching on things carefully and faithfully, I appreciate you. You're doing stuff that matters. Let me tell you something. God can speak through a donkey. He can speak through you and he can speak through me. And that's why we're gonna keep doing this. Next week, we're gonna show back up with another episode and I can't wait to see you there real soon.